Good evening, fellow Gooners, and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm your morning because the host as usual, Aiden. A host of things to discuss. Arsenal play Leeds. Arsenal played Leeds. Arsenal going to play Wolves, and we also take on Mulder. But first off, let us get into Allen Road. First time we were there in the Premier League in a very, very long time. We normally used to have some good success in the honoree days. Mikola Teta, you know, rang a lot of changes from the, you would say, a dismal performance against Aston Villa. You know, he kind of maybe refreshed his attack slightly with uh, bringing Joe Warlock in, like we mentioned, and then also giving Pepe, Xhaka and Sebayos all starts. Yeah. And I mean, look, in came, uh, as you mentioned now, with Warlock, Pepe, Xhaka, Sebayos, you know, kind of really giving the squad a sort of refresh at the moment since things kind of have uh, gone stale. Um, Arsenal also switched formation, like the usual 3-4-3. They went to the 4-2-3-1. You know, the game kind of kicked off also kind of cagey at the start. Uh, In the 10th minute, Sebius manages to fire a shot off, you know, the the first sort of attack for Arsenal going forward. Immediately at the end, Bamford kind of scuffs a shot at, at Leno. The tempo kind of picks up in the game. Uh, Pepe, I think, in the first minute, he ends up, you know, doing some good work down the uh, right flank, cuts inside, manages to evade the old uh, Leeds defense and fire a shot, but I mean, it ends up just clipping the crossbar. It was, it was very lucky, like that. Those typical cross type of shots that, you know, sometimes end up in the back of the net. But for me, you know, even though we had the more attacking lineup, I still felt. Arsenal still lacks some fluency in the attacking areas. I mean, I think also where I, I, I did, um, you know, start getting weary. I think it was uh, something like the 20th minute when Rafinha first had a, a, about a 30 yard. I mean, it just whistled over the, the, the goals. But, you know, from then on in, it was just all leads at that point because Bamford then gets a, a shot save, that, uh, as Leno say, say, one of his shots. Yeah. Uh, Leeds, of course, now, you know, really upping the ante in the 32nd minute. Because, you know, it's not like Arsenal could not also get themselves out of this rut. Because every time we were, uh, look, it's something that you and I have been also, almost like, uh, you know, between us, been saying, uh, this way Arteta needs to be really weary. Because we come with a sort of gameplay of, uh, look, we're going to be, you know, we're going to come come in almost like the underdog. We're going to sit deep. But it's like you, you end up getting yourself in such a sort of bubble at that point. We it's a, uh, not a bubble already a hole where you co- you actually start to struggle to dig yourself out of it because all you're doing is just clearing the ball and the ball is coming straight back at you and uh, I mean for me that, that also with, with that uh, one shot where I think it was close to halftime when when a clinch when he ends up you know you could see the ball rocketing to the top corner and I mean Leno pulled a fantastic save. Yeah, Leno was definitely the busy of the two goalkeepers and I found that once again. Um... They wanted the guy playing on the left hand side. I think it was Harrison. He he, he really provided a, a great outlet for them, and they were really targeting our right hand side once again. Like you always make mention that teams, you know, seem to be targeting that right hand side. But you know, Aiden, it's it's like a domino effect because look, if if Pepe is not doing his tracking back job right, and you have like uh, uh, almost like Paladin sometimes getting caught up high, or uh, you know, almost like in two minds whether to go in for the tackle or whether to back off. So you can always have that, that sort of uh, kind of turmoil on that side. And it, it, for me, it's really worrying because, look, we have seen it now happening over and over, week in, week out, where the, that is like the starting point for every opponent to attack us. 
And you know, you know, we asked where to next, and we kind of, you know, what we made mention to is we kind of went to that where to next against against Wolves, I mean, against Leeds, and you know, it still seemed like we were getting overrun. At one stage, it felt like a basketball game, but yeah. it, it just felt like you know, a bombing up front. You know, we said we crying for a bombing up front. Did he get any service? Not really. And uh, you know, is Arteta and 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 Edu and them all really that? Arsenal are still missing a link in this team because right now it's very flat and Leeds were, were conceding like you know goals for the fun of it actually. So I would have expected us, you know, in the first half to try to pepper the keeper, but Leno was the busiest, like I mentioned. And I mean what I found frustrating was I mean I don't know how you saw it, but look, Abameng was our main center forward for that game. And yet Every time when you were looking for him up front, he was ending up outside left. And it's not like anybody told him to be outside left. Because look, you could see that the whole game plan from the get-go was Aubameyang to lead the line on, on the evening. But it's almost like old habits kind of die hard. So he ends up always finding himself drifting down there. And it, it, you end up with a with a sort of, almost like him and, and William, William getting each other's way. And you get also uh, down the, uh, you know, down the middle. Uh, there's like acres of space, so when classes do get pinged into the boxes, nobody there or nobody's even making a sort of, uh, you know, sort of, uh, yeah, the run to get into the box. And, and once again, you are looking, you know, it's first off in the game, you're looking, you know, where's this goal going to come from? It's it's, it's weird seeing Arsenal, like, you know, initially, you know, I, I was first to praise at it, uh, you know, getting us the silverware, getting us playing more defensively minded, better. You know, we, we're a bit, you know, we, we've improved to an extent, but we are, are, are so, and I hate to say this, and I don't mean to stamp it in my toes, but right now we're playing such boring soccer at the moment. You know, there's no one-twos, quick plays with each other. It's almost like it's very dependent on individuals and not actually um, the team clicking together, outpassing a team and, you know, taking it from there. And I mean, uh, we could also see the sort of mindset that, that leads there, they were, you know, as soon as the ball gets to the goalkeeper, the ball gets moved, like, you know, the transition so quickly from defence through midfield to attack. Because all time, the, the, the passing and movement was so quick. And with the minute we ended up getting sort of position of the ball, like I say, Sebeo, look, Sebeo did have a decent game. Yes. I mean, he was winning the ball, and the ball gets now switched to, like, one of the open pockets of space. You think, okay, fine, yeah, we can now start an attack then. All of a sudden, you just see, oh, the yeah, ball goes back from Xhaka or Willock, uh, you know, tries to, uh, he has a kind of channel, gets closed. Then you'll play a ball back. Same with Pepe, same with William. I mean, William, William was so ineffective that he even got hold of at halftime. Yeah, was it an injury or, or, or was it performance no, today? Because, it was uh, more tactical. I mean, now they, if this is where Arsenal, in a way, sometimes also shoot, them, shoot themselves in the foot because... Now all of a sudden they say with with regards to the squad leaving for Mulder, they said he was kind of rather left. I don't know if he's uh, in the travelling party or whatever because I didn't check that sort of squad yet. But uh, uh, we're talking about they have concerns of his calf. He was fine. It's just the game <laughs> getting like you know beyond him, where he just can't you know get to the pace of the game. And and as as we were discussing, even in in like after the say the Fulham game when we started getting kind of weary of of him and his performances, or lack thereof, you can actually see where it's going to be a real sticking point going in. I mean, if you think we're not even halfway in the season yet, and this guy's legs don't look like it can last. Then, you know, 
And I know I know he's who known speaker, but then you can rather also maybe have a message early in the squad because right now he'll probably do the same job and maybe have a, a, a pass or two that, that, that William doesn't have in his locker because right now it, it just seems like he's not adding any value to the team at the moment. I mean, you know, I was excited to 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 have him in the team, but it seems like Chelsea really pulled one over us with the signing. Yeah, like Agent Peter Checker as well. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so second half, he gets hold of uh, Reese Nelson and comes on. And all of a sudden, you do see the sort of spark that we were kind of lacking first half. You saw the spark of the ball. And, you know, just the, at the point where you think, okay, it's it still now, you, know, <laughs> you said basketball uh, moment. A uh, real moment of madness in the 50th minute where. Look, we're still watching the game as, like, if, like you know, being televised. And then all of a sudden, you see Alioski of Leeds United laying on the deck. And I mean, I'm kind of thinking, were they, you know, it was like two players bumping into each other. And there, when they started going with the whole VAR chick, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, here we go. And then, I mean, when you end up seeing it, of, of course, it looks way worse than the, you know, actual contact. But look, intent is there. And I mean, VAR, usually they don't back off on, on things like that. So, Pepe ends up getting a red card. What was your first thought? Oh, I was angry at him. You know, even though Elioski went down like a ton of bricks and he got hit in the head with, you know, yeah. a hammer or something like that. But, you know, stupid, stupid, reckless decision to do that. I mean, you have VAR now. To please forget about that because <laughs> surely they're going to go and look at it. Surely they're going to go and look at it. And, and why would you do that? Arsenal are in desperate need for points. And he does that. Stupid, stupid decision. And I was angry. I was literally fuming when, when that happened. I was like, you, you you could have just cost us the game. And especially with all the results going our favor, you would say that this past week, that we needed to win this game. And once again, we throw points down the toilet. So Saka then comes on 57 minutes for uh, Wallach. I mean, Wallach was kind of disappointed. But I mean... Yes. But you could see Arsenal were trying to not only show up, but you know also have a sort of team set up where you could spring a sort of counter attack on Leeds United. And I mean, give credit also to the squad. I must say, I mean, look, you know, I, I can be at times be critical of the squad, but I mean, they actually looked better with ten men. Yes, but, no, they did. Because all of a sudden, yeah, Leeds were not trying to you know really drive forward. I mean, look, Leno ended up having to make a decent save from Ailing. Obama ended up getting also a weak shot off, but I mean. It was kind of showing we could still be dangerous on the counter. I mean, uh, Gabriel also did some fantastic defending 68 minutes, uh, you know, closing down Bamford very quickly before. I think he was probably thinking, OK, I'm probably still going to get an extra touch or whatever. But by, by the time he looked up, I mean, Gabriel is almost like breathing right down his neck and he loses position. Uh, 78 minutes, they start also ringing the changes because you could see the longer we were kind of holding them at bay, Leeds were getting desperate. They ended up bringing on Rodrigo as well. And I mean, like, I think he misses something like a 30-yard shot also, but you can also see the ball is almost like coming closer and closer to a goal as they're almost like kind of finding their range <laughs> now, as, you know, uh, winding down into the, the latter parts of the second half. Then 81st minute, Rodrigo ends up hitting the bar. And yeah, I mean, heart like, attack moment. How many lucky chances are you still going to have today? Because, I mean, they end up hitting a bar, a bar and post, I think, some like three times in the last on like 10 minutes. Uh, Aubameyang then ended up having also a pen penalty appeal turned down when he shot struck uh, Cooper's hand and you know, you know what I was thinking 
without enough luck, you, we never get this sort of rub of the green because when you see some of the soft penalties given up, like say prior matches yeah. of the you know the weekend that were given, you know, think how is that now not the penalty? <laughs> I you thought know, Stonewall penalty, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he clearly used his arm to stop the ball from possibly, you know, going, making a chance. And I'm thinking, you know, penalty, surely penalty. And, and VAR didn't even check it. Yeah. Like, they didn't even... They glanced at it and then they said it's not even worth watching on that, that monitor for the ref. No, that, 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 was, that, was, that was laughable. I mean, look how many penalties everybody else has gotten this season. <laughs> I think we've only gotten one, eh? And, and rightfully, a penalty. Yeah. Because, I mean, his hand is also in a way unnatural move. Like, they always say, if your hand is in a natural, uh, you know, almost like movement, then it should be a penalty. And, I mean, his hand was clearly, like, stretched out to kind of, I mean, I don't know if he, he kind of fell awkwardly, but, I mean, by the time he, he raised himself, his hand was clearly stopping a pass to the outside flank. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was honestly a laughable decision. And for me, you know, the decision costs you, you know, at the end of the day, in some cases, a, a top four spot or, you know, a European spot. And I I was just disappointed in the officiating by that. But, I mean, Arsenal was still pushing and pushing. Yeah. And you would say we, we we did a much better job without 10 men. And then, I mean, 84th minute, the fantastic ball by, by um, Sebayos, I believe, when he played soccer in the... You know, was it Valerian, was it? Was it Valerian or was it Sebayos? I think it was Valerian. I think... I mean, it was a fantastic pass. I mean, it ends up splitting the whole Leeds United defence straight down the middle. Saka, I think, took, you know, a bit too ex- too much touches on the ball. I think he should have just, you know, was like steadied himself, you know, with the ball in that one motion and then just let it rip because by the time that keeper was coming out, you knew the more, you know, almost like the smaller the goals were getting. Saka was like kind of setting himself up with, because he didn't really have that, that cool, calm collective you know, that attacking threat that you need to, to you know, to run your, around the keeper. But, I mean, props also to, also to Leeds United keeper Mesley. I mean, fantastic save. Yeah. But, but I do think, you know, and, and, and Saka came up to a lot of criticism. He should have finished that. He should have finished that. But we forget, like, he's 19 years old. And, you know, you, you, you see him coming off the bench and you, you're you thinking, yes, you're a saviour. It's almost like... That yeah. season where Jack Wilshere was supposed to be the savior. I mean, he's, he's 19 years old. And do you expect him to do the business? I mean, you know, come on. But you know, you should have you should have put that away. And then you know, a few minutes later after that, the moment you and I spoke about last last week, our words weren't even cold about you know, Saka should he be played? Should he not be played because of you know injury? And you know, a few minutes later, what happens with him? Yeah, you know, every tackle that. But I, I think Leeds also getting desperate at that point because they knew he was the you know the real danger. And I mean, by the time he was, uh, you know, that that leading up to that that sort of injury type tackle, you could actually see they were worried he was going to get that kind of inch perfect pass because look, we were uh, I think on the break because Leeds threw so many men forward. By the time we ended up dispossessing them and, and started breaking forward because look, we had runners going because Reese was going forward. Alba was going forward down, like, you know, down the middle, and I don't know what was was bombing down the, I think Tierney on the left flank. So, you know, you could see the options were there to, to, you really split him up, and I mean, by the time he got now, you know, heavily challenged there, and, and, and you know, in position, he ends up ending up with a, you know, bad uh, knock on the knee. He has to be, sub, you know, the substitute has to be sub, substituted, and with A.C. Michael Niles coming on. And in between that stuff, you know, like, you know, just before and after that, 
it was also Bamford hits the post 88th minute. And uh, almost like the last, literally like the last kick of the game, Rafinha also ends up hitting the post. I think, you know, we've given Leno a lot of stick on me personally, but, you know, top performance by him, you know, it shows how important it is to have a quality goalkeeper between the sticks. And, you know, he's really redeemed himself for, you know, those errors he made over the past few weeks. And, you know, we also, we can thank our lucky stars. It's like, if Leeds had more lethal forwards, I mean, those chances that they were peppering, I mean, that could have been like a humiliation, especially the last 10 minutes, because... They were, you know, they were carving us open. Of course, we were just, you know, sitting for the for the counter. But, I mean, the sort of chance we were allowing them to... Because, I mean, that, that, that one thing, we also players didn't even react. And Rodrigo has a shot. And everybody's going to go off ball watching, you know, watching the ball bounce out again. Yeah, and, and TNA at the end of these antics, which, which, which made a lot of fans impressed with him. Because, you know, he stood up, you know, even though Pepe was wrong, he still went to go... He was almost like the old Arsenal players would have also probably, you know, gone in the guy's face, you know, the Vandersonoy incident with Martin Keown and, and co. So, you know, there's a lot of team spirit there. I mean, Shaka was, was putting his arm around that Ali was so. But, you know, what What was really, for me, infuriating, um, leading up to the paper read, I, like, I look, I, I look on down it, it was, like, you know, stupid. Uh, he rightfully deserved the read. But when you see, I think about a minute or so prior to that, what Alioski was doing to Pepe leading up to that, we I don't know if you did you get the chance to see what was happening. No, 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 I, I didn't. I didn't get to see. He first, like he first, I think he made a kick out at him, like you know, I think it was on the halfway line, and then he got pulled, and then I think Pepe, you know, spun him. Pepe was about to start running forward, and he ended up like pulling, pulling, and then almost like half shoved or tried to shove Pepe to the ground, and. It was like Pepe wanted to react, uh, you know, there and then, or not uh, react, but, you know, more confronting, like, you know, why are you doing this? And then, of course, the ref was playing on from that. Almost like, I think it was, we were in position of the ball, so the ref allowed play to go on. But, you know, it stemmed there already, that, that, that sort of uh, animosity. Yeah, it's... He uh, should also get some sort of punishment, because he did, you know, he did start, or maybe a yellow card should have been, also because he did start the whole thing. You know, Pepe wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for him. Yeah. It was so, like a reaction because of that. Yeah. So, switch our attention now to the Mulder Arsenal match this evening. Um, group, like, you know, we, like us and Mulder are now the, you know, front runners taking in on, on each other at the Acker Stadium. Um, four Arsenal players now have been included of the, you know, a- academy players. I mean, of course, we all know Smith Rowe and then, of course, Florian um, Follarden, sorry, Balogun, he comes in again in the squad setup. And uh, two new faces as well, you normally just know from preseason, is Miguel Aziz and Ben Cottrell. Like, both of them are... I think Ben Cottrell is like a winger, a wing-back, and Aziz is more like a number 10 player. Uh, you know, uh, almost like a cam, uh, central attack position, uh, midfielder. That's good to see some fresh faces and maybe give the, the likes of Willock and them a bit of a, more of a push because, you know, Willock them kind of feel that their spot is secure for the Europa League and, you know, they'll, they'll fit in here and there in the league when there are injuries. So, maybe it will allow them to shift, uh, put a shift, like, you know, better shift tonight. Yeah, so, because I, I, I don't feel like my take is, like, you know, just get a strong squad out, like, for especially the first half. You know, get this, uh, get this, this qualification for the knockout phase 
wrapped up. And then, you know, you use that last two games plus even, so the latter part of the second half, we can now start blooding players also in. Because, I mean, tonight it's going to be a good test. We're playing on that, that uh, 4G pitches that I mentioned last week. And, I mean, it's going to be also quite a cold evening. It's like, you know, three degrees Celsius tonight. I'm, I'm sure we're all familiar with a cold day in Stoke, so I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so from there, we move out into the weekend fixture on Sunday. We play Ars- uh, it's Arsenal versus Wolves. Uh, Wolves, 19th in the league. Uh, we 12th. I think we probably dropped now to 13th, I believe. Uh, you know, this game is usually a tough scrap. You know, not going to lie. But, it, I mean, for me, it's almost like a worry because... You know, playing them while we also lack creativity and goals is almost like a big headache for me. No, 100%. And, and uh, a little, I think we haven't beaten them since they've been promoted with uh, Nuno. No, I think we beat them at the end of the no, Sorry, in the Emirates. Sorry, in the Emirates, uh, the Emirates Stadium. We always drew, we drew both games 1 1 against them. And we've we've come up against them. So, you know, it's we hopefully we can end that voodoo and beat them at the Emirates. But. I don't know, is that a Damatri or if it's because he always worries me, he man, him and his. No, I mean, that's actually one of the points I want to get to because, you know, as much as Wolves are having like a mediocre season by their standards, um, they're going to be dangerous throughout because, I mean, their squad, because, look, him and his has been struggling to get goals. And, I mean, this is where I worry where, you know, when, when people come in with like a, a <laughs> you know, after a while, and they're gonna go, oh, are they gonna break the drought against us? And they end up, you know, remember, like, like was it Shane Long or Danny Ings? I can't remember. It was one. Shane Long, I think it was. I think <laughs> everybody ends their duck against us. You know, they haven't scored in so many seasons, so they break their duck. So, yeah, very worrying. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I truly hope, I mean, party is fit. I mean, Arteta's kind of kept the info of his fitness, like, you know, his fitness, they quite, you know, heavily under wraps. But, I mean, I just hope. You know, he's fit for, for, uh, for Sunday's game. Because I mean, I think we need somebody in that heart of midfield. Because look, when that guy start dictating stuff in the middle of the park, uh, whether it's, uh, what's it? Um, Tind- uh, yeah, Tindonka. Tindonka, yeah, he's quite key for them. Yeah, and then and, 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 um, Nuno, what is it? Not, not Nuno, what's it? Ruben Neves. Neves, yeah. That one that, that comes with these rocket shots every time. Yeah. I can picture Leno diving with two outstretched arms with a shot rocketing in the top corner because he's very lethal like that. Yeah. And I mean, for me, also, formation is going to be important because I still think it's of utmost importance we need to get, you know, the squad firing again because, it, it, I mean, this can't be... Like, look, I remember, the last time I remember a, a squad this goal shy was Arsenal under the George Graham days. And I mean, for me, I mean, and I mean, they were a successful team also at the time. <laughs> but I mean, now we're getting to a, a, a point now where you have a sort of squad that, that's, you know, literally star-studded, but we just don't have it sort of cutting edge. And it's almost like there's this big gulf now between what we have in midfield and what we have up front. And I mean, up front is blunt already. And the middle of the park, there's literally no creativity. And, and and once again, I'm going to put it out there. You know, Chelsea and Spurs play each other. So, you know, one of them has to drop points. Southampton and Man United play each other. And one of them has to drop points. Arsenal, please get the job done. I mean, you know, you win here. Yeah, you, 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 you move up quite nicely. You get on, on 16 points. And, you know, Southampton is on 17. So, you, you go kind of one point behind them. And you hope Everton also, you know, slip up somewhere. So... We need to start winning because the table started to look very grim, you know. 
four nine played four one four loss and one one draw. I mean, come, I, mean, I think we. I'm going like eight hours now without the goal. Yeah, yeah, it's, and our goal difference is at negative one. Yeah, I mean, was... that was all funny enough. That's, that's... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the table right now. Yes, but I mean, you know, you beat Wolves, you leapfrog them, and Aston Villa and West Ham play each other. So you will leapfrog probably. You know, if Aston Villa don't pick up all points, you know, you you leapfrog. So it's it's there in the balance. Just get the job done, and and you know we'll, we'll be smiling again, and we can, you know, every time we say look to the next game, look to the next game, but you know. We can't look too far because after Wolves, we play Spurs. So, yeah. I mean, I hope we can get the points. Like, what I can't honestly get my head around is it's like we've, we've gotten ourselves into this sort of rut where, you know, the highest we go is ninth and the lowest we're going is like about 13th, 14th, probably. We're just floating in that area the whole time. We're just not pushing on. And it's, uh, when you think of the sort of mindset that we were in going into the season where everybody was positive and like whether it's the listeners or us or you know the fan base in the like in the UK and then that you you think to yourself okay you got something to show for it like you know now kick on because I mean you got another players you wanted and it but it's it's all flat and slow and I mean I honestly I don't know how we can get out of this rut I mean you know I, as I told you I'm somebody that always like look at the bright side of everything with regards to whether you know the chips are down or whatever I'm always trying to be positive. But I mean, I'm getting to the point where I also don't even know like what to do. <laughs> yeah, I also, you know, I always ask you sometimes, like, you know, when, how, how, like, you know, you asked me last week, how are we going to fix this? And, you know, I gave, kind of tried, you know, thinking out of my head, how can we fix this? But in my heart, I'm thinking also, like, how can we fix this? You know, Bobby Yang, what happened to all this excitement of the Arteta project that everybody was, you know, raring to go? It's like they, they're getting their life drained out of them almost. It's like they're not enjoying their football if you watch it like on the field. I mean, training it looks positive in it, but the minute they take to the field, it looks like you know, like Jekyll and Mister Hyde because you, you just don't see it. And I mean, I don't know like what more do you need because we're not sure. Like you know, Arteta's not kind of you know stabilize it as that sort of defense. We it's not like tough to score against. So you do get a chance in that, but you know, we 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 ship uh, you know less goals and. Usual, but now it's like, how can it be that sort of gulf where you can't even like your your main striker can't be anyway effective? And I mean, I really thought to myself, um, you know, that it's sort of forward that even if he's isolated, he can still manage to pull this game out of the fire for us. And without with with Obama, it doesn't seem like it. And, and I mean, you can't really count on on Lacazette at the moment, and Nketiah is too lightweight in our opinion. So, how how do you still fix this? Uh, you know, uh, I, I can't give you an answer. I wish I had an answer, but it just seems like we, I don't know, we need to kind of get more belief in the players or, or I don't know, we, we're missing some sort of spark. Man. It's like, it's not like we're playing well and you're not getting the results. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're playing bad and we're losing. Like, it's, it's, you know, like West Ham, for example, you know, when they lose or they draw, sometimes they are playing extremely good football. You can say, oh, well done to them. Or Sheffield United, you feel sorry for because it's not like they're playing particularly bad. It's just, you know, decisions are going against them. But, you know, we are not showing anything other than possibly a, a draw or a win. I mean, yeah, there are the, 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 a lot of betting sites 
give Arsenal always good odds to have under 2.5 goals because you know that's how goal shy our games are unless we we're getting a, a hiding. And you know, like another thing also I want to mention is like you look at, at say Man United. I mean, they're not really like look at the media also sometimes they have a laugh at Ole and all that. But I mean, when you look at at, at the like I said that Everton game also Everton were literally flying high. At times they were almost like you know passing. Man United drunk. And I mean, United end up sucker punching something like 3 1. Then you think, where do we see, uh, you know, us just free scoring like that, you know, also away from home? I think Everton, you know, speaking of Everton, we get them, we are in the right shape, um, shape or frame of mind because I think Angelotti will probably, you know, give us a, a rollicking if Arsenal is going to end up playing like we are. I mean, I think we've missed the trick with Ahmed Rodriguez. I mean, we should, we should have tried to make a move for him because. He's shown that, you know, he, he's making the Premier League look like the MLS at sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the sort of quick thinking of his... I mean, even, you know, we normally criticise people that bring this up, but, you know, those people that, that, that thing where he does the, what they call the second assist thing, just leading up to it, I mean, he's always involved in something or some sort of attack for, for them. And, I mean, I think that is a sort of influential uh, material that we are seriously lacking because... You know, so Sebeus can only do so much where it's like holding on position, but you don't see him regularly, you know, creating or, or you know, giving the sort of spaces for somebody to score a goal. And I think that is where maybe, you know, stop sticking William out wide, let him play in that sort of position where he don't have to do that much running, but he still will have an eye for a killer pass. Yeah, I think we, 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 we should try that. But I think we should maybe also give Sebayos a more advanced role with, you know, yep. maybe Shaq and party behind it. Because, you know, you, you still have it to come deep. And if you look at it, you can't Im- impact the game if a player picks up the ball in his own half all the time. I, I know Santi Cazola could do that very nicely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not everybody's like him. But, you know, Sebayos maybe give him a chance to play close to, closer to Aubameyang. You know, who knows? What he, he can do because he, he does do those late, those late starting runs. And I mean, they showed also a match of the day. There, there is no, you know, okay, you do see it when party plays, but look, his performance so far have been few and far between at the moment. But you see those lines, you know, when, between the defense and midfield, there's always like too big of a gap between them. So it allows, you know, other midfield, look how Ross Barkley and, and were oh. Just that little space between midfield and defense. They were, Constantly causing havoc with it, and the minute they were almost like uh, through them, you know, doing their their business in the middle, they they were almost like drawing in the likes of Bellerin and Tierney to to come infield, and the minute they would come infield, bang, the ball gets played out wide. Yeah, we we were, they really took us to pieces and showed all our frailties, but yeah, you know, let's hope that this week of fixtures, you know, we can kick on from the, the point that we got against Leeds and pick up the three points against Wolves and. Molder. Yeah. So the talking point section now, um, with regards to the Pepe backlash that you saw, I mean, I know Arsenal have not come out, uh, they came out immediately with a statement about, you know, there was like a lot of, you know, almost like vile and vulgar abuse to, uh, towards Pepe and even uh, Alioski. But I was just thinking, I'm look, you can be annoyed and whatever, but I mean, do the stuff you want to criticize, criticize con- uh, constructively. Don't just you know, use, like, say, a player's skin colour or a player's nationality or something like that. Don't do that. Because, I mean, for me, that's also not on... You can't just go on about like that. No, no. I mean, 
you know, it, it has to do with the action of what the player did. Reprimand the player for the action, and it has nothing to do, you know, his background, where he comes from, who he is, what skin color, like you mentioned. It's, it was a stupid attempt. Mm. If if a bombing had to do it, I would have also said it was stupid. If luck is it, I would have been angry regardless who it was, because the action could have cost us. And You look at it also, like, say, someone like Xhaka, who would just randomly push people and get in, like, you know, end up getting yellow cards or... Say with, with, if you think of Bellerin, I mean, uh, he did again a couple of foul throws in the, the other day. So, I mean, yeah, you want to con- uh, criticize somebody, do it constructively. Don't, you don't have to go to that level of, you know, almost like crossing the line to no. salt and that. You can voice your frustrations, but do it in a manner, you know, don't abuse the player yeah. even, yeah. you know. Maybe it's like, Pepe, come on, why did you do that? It was a stupid move. Or, but don't swear at the player or degrade him because, I mean, that's, that's not on. I mean, we're all angry. Swear at your television set, but, you know, don't take it out on social media and gang up on somebody because we're all human at the end of the day. And, I mean, there are probably times, I know these are professionals, and it was silly to do, but there are times where we've all probably lost our cool and, you know, done something in the spur of the moment and then regretted it afterwards. So, yeah, no need for that. And then, of course, there's not two transfer links that's been bouncing around this past so five, seven days. Uh, that Ericsson one has not died down of Inter Milan because I think they just want to get him off their books because I think they even offered him to Arsenal for I think twelve million. Um, I would, I mean, I really think his best time was in the early Tottenham days of his, but I, I mean, I don't see what he adds to a squad. Really. And I mean, I, I even look at, at when they throw him on for Inter. He has no, like, literally no effect, but for, say, there's a free kick or whatever, and, and like, you know, it, any depot situation. So it's not like you're going to take another William on your hands. So <laughs> it makes no sense. And then the other player also that we're linked to is um, Sander Berger of Sheffield United. He's like a midfielder. But I mean, look, Sheffield United, they've also been having a torrid time. I think it's eight losses in nine games. Yeah, shame. I feel sorry for them. They just can't get that out of the green. I mean, I don't know, because for me, it's just, look, he's 22. It could work. I mean, he's somebody that, that's more um, agile than, say, somebody like, um, uh, say, Xhaka. But, I mean, I don't know, like, you don't know how shot is his confidence also, you know, like, with experiencing the South Sheffield United. Because the one article I read just before I came online with you um, was that Sheffield United, somebody of the club said, we can't even buy a win at the moment. Yeah, nah, shame, man. I, I just hope. You know, I think they're playing us against. I'll just take the fixtures, you know. I know it's a bit off topic, but I don't know. I think they could. They, this, maybe this week could be the week against. Um, other, they're coming off against West Brom, I think. So, you know, maybe, just maybe they can get a win. I think if they don't get a win this, this weekend, I think everybody's confidence will be shot, and I think we'll be, be probably able to, to get him on a cheaper deal. Yeah. Okay, so do you have any other talking points before we close down for this? No, I've, I think I've echoed mine, you know, before the old Pepe saga. It's about Arsenal in general of how we're going and where we're going. Yeah. So, you guys, take care for the weekend. Enjoy it. Uh, big game on, on Sunday evening as well. And I'll be guys, you know, really rooting for the lads tonight. Come on, Arsenal. Let's go, guys, and get the points. <laughs> <laughs>